Bienvenue à l'Hôtel Le Plaza, Bruxelles. Podcast. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this first session of HR Meetup 2016 in our new offices with Transforma. So I will introduce this session. First, I would like to just re remind you what is HR Meetup because maybe it's the first time you're coming. For who is the first time? A lot of newcomers. So HR Meetup is a nonprofit association that aims to bring people together just to share their passion, to share their interests about HR, but about other subjects as well like innovation, entrepreneurship, and things like that. We have two different events. One are the meetups that are like tonight. And we also have podcasts. Michel will just show you how you can find the podcast and the different events on our website, because we also like to share other HR events. So that's why it would be useful to see how you can find the different events, the one that are organized by HR Meetup and the one that are just shared by HR Meetup on the website. So I will first introduce the podcast. So podcasts are, are like radio stations that are recorded every month in the Plaza Hotel in Brussels. And the idea is to share your passion if you are uh, HR, if you are an employee, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are uh, passionate about something. You can just come and go to Michel's uh, podcast station and he will welcome you and ask you a lot of questions about your, your passion. And then you will have a recorded session on the internet that you can share with your friends and your company. So the idea is really just to explain what you do. So it's every month, it's on Thursday. It is very easy, Estelle. In fact, you need to go to the homepage of hrmeetup.org and use the search with keywords. And if you use keyword recording session, you will get all results for the podcast recording session. If you look to podcast, you will see all the different dates that we are recording podcast. And you can just also contact Michelle and register for that. And if you use the keyword transforma in low case space BXL, like Brussels, search, you will get all date for the meetups at Transforma Brussels. So for HR Meetup this year, we have five different sessions scheduled. The second will be in April, and the theme is, is performance management still relevant today? Then we have a third theme in June, and it's, uh, the theme is managing longer careers. On September, we'll have reintegrating employees after long-term absences. And then on the fifth, we'll have corporate vitality. So if you want to speak during this session as a facilitator, like Anis will do tonight, or if you want to join as participant, you can just register or contact us and we'll see you here. It will always be here this year in Transforma. Tonight, we also have a contest. Uh, you can win a night at the Plaza for two and the breakfast. So we will see how you work together and we'll decide on who is the winner of the, of the con conquest of tonight. And now I would like to introduce Anis. Anis Veda will be the facilitator of tonight. He is co-founder of Transforma and he will present us what he does here and uh, the, the, the theme of entrepreneurship of tonight. And then, as usual, we will work together in small groups on different subjects and share our ideas at the end. We schedule to finish at 9 p.m. as usual. Thank you. Okay, welcome everyone. So my name is Anis. I am the co-founder of Transforma, BXL, Transforma Brussels. It's a co-working and innovation space. Co-working because we come here to work. Together we offer space and logistics infrastructure for independent workers, freelancers, starters, startups, and nomad workers. So everyone who needs an office outside of home and a company. We are called a third space. 
The innovation part comes from the content we would like to bring, the communities that we welcome, like HR Meetup community, for example, that cater to communities who look for innovative content. So what's new? What's being new in, uh, in the companies? What's being new in the society? So here we're talking about societal innovation. What's being new in management? What's being new in general? Being done in an innovative way. We also we are developing an innovation program for companies, for corporations and SMEs, to help them transform into more agile, more innovative, more human-centric, and more leaner, uh, let's say, organizations. This will be released uh, pretty soon, hopefully. So, in addition to Transforma, that we have created as a startup, the lean way. I'll talk about it later, quickly. What is the lean innovation, the lean startup uh, methodology? There is kind of like uh, changing the game right now. I have launched in 2011, co-launched, uh, the Entrepreneurship Conference. So, it's an event that talks about entrepreneurship. And Frédéric Willike was one of the first speakers. He was, he was a speaker in the first edition when he used to work for SD Works. Great presentation, by the way. Quickly, so Transform, I talked about it. So since 2011, today I wrote uh, a quick blog on, uh, on my LinkedIn uh, profile talk about the difference of when we launched it in 2011 and today. Because we are launching next week a series of local events about entrepreneurship starting with Brussels. Because the, this event has evolved so much that we now organize big events of around 150 people. I say big because we want to, to keep it human-sized. So 150 is, is already quite consistent for us. Over three days, where we have case studies, workshops, keynotes, where we welcome mostly innovation managers. And we kind of struggle to bring in the HR people. As I will explain it later, entrepreneurship is a topic that touches on innovation and HR at the same time. Because entrepreneurship is how to generate innovation from within. So how to generate innovation while tapping into the entrepreneurial skills and potential of your employees. So how to allow them to be entrepreneurs inside. That's where the intra comes from, right? And so the, in the first edition, people like were like, what? Intra, intra what? Like, are you talking about entrepreneurship? All again, another, another meeting about entrepreneurship. No, 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 we're talking about entrepreneurship. It's for corporations. It's for SMEs. It's about corporate innovation. It's about how to keep your employees engaged, how to change the attitude of nine to five job, but how to, to go and innovate in your, in your position. It's, how, it's about meaning and personal fulfillment. And uh, people back then, uh, we struggled to fill in the room. And now there is a momentum going on. It's a, it's a topic that gains a lot of traction because what I explained later on, there is a lot of pressure on the companies today from external, external pressure from the outside and internal pressure on the human resources level. So these are the events that we organized since uh, 2011. Brussels, Paris, Barcelona, Eindhoven, London and New York. And every year it, it grew. So this year we decided to, uh, so if you see here, it was one event per year. Last year we did, we did two of three days. And this year, we're going to do a roadshow of one-day events. We're going to do Brussels next week here, in, uh, next Thursday. Then Amsterdam, Paris, Munich, the big event of three days. Then we go into Montreal, Chicago, Toronto. And then we, we're going to do a, uh, another three-day event in California next fall. Just like to, so you see, I'm not, I'm not bragging here, but just you see the difference, let's say, of interest to the topic.
Why is that? Because before, let's say, companies were quite behaving in a secure environment. It was difficult to enter the market. You needed, you needed like heavy investments, uh, know-how, patents, right? Now we talk about open innovation. Tesla, for example, just released all its patents on their cars. So it's startups get in the market very, very easy. So this is the external pressure I'm talking about. You have a lot of uh, startups, small, very agile, that come and disrupt the big companies that are set, like, well settled in their environment. <laughs> now the game is changing. It's much, it's easier and easier to, to have access to funding. It's much easier now to have access to technology. Like when I see, for example, we are a two, two people team working on Transformer and around four people working on entrepreneurship. What we can do with software as a service, so what we call SaaS offering, whether accounting, marketing, online sales, we, we only work with SaaS. And actually we're doing the job of maybe 10 or 15 people if you were in the 90s, for example. I remember, not even the 90s, in 2009, when I, 2010, when I became freelancer, to send an emailing, I had to hire a company to do the emailing to me. Now, for example, like, you don't need that. You just like, uh, need a MailChimp account or campaign monitor or whatever. You pay it a few bucks a month, and then you become an online marketer. You become an online sales master. Uh, now we're talking about growth hacking. It's new ways of uh, doing marketing and sales. And it's so fast that we struggle to keep up with everything being done. So what about like big, huge companies that are very, uh, very slow to maneuver, let's say. It's much easier now to learn about people. Big data, Facebook, Twitter, data now is the big money. Today, it's amazing. Today I called Cool Blue. It's like Amazon. They're a Dutch company. They sell, they sell stuff. I called them on the phone. They sent me an email asking me how was my, my phone conversation. I ordered with them like once last year, but I did not log in, I did not do anything. And they tracked me that I went to their website, like checked, by the way, I'm changing this screen because this is why you're seeing the wave, there's a problem with the screen. So I called them about screens and they sent me an email asking me how it was. So this is like targeted, pinpointed communication. But we also talk about big data, like what are the trends? And companies are moving now towards this direction that startups defined, right? Here's a quick example of this access to, to, to market and how disruptive you can be you now if you are a startup. In 2012, the People Watch was funded on Kickstarter. Oops. <laughs> how, long, <laughs> how long do you think it took them? <laughs> it took them 27 hours to reach $1 million funding on Kickstarter. This is the people too in 2015. How many hours did it take them to reach $1 million of seven? Three hours, right? These are, for example, the, uh, the fundings in, on Kickstarter in, million, in 1 million units and the minutes, the hour and minutes that it took them to reach $1 million funding people time, and then you have a lot of uh, offering. You can find anything on Kickstarter. You can find hardware, you can find software, you can find games, you can have, find stupid things. But like funding now is not an issue anymore. Technology is not an issue anymore. Agility is not an issue anymore. So then corporations are freaking out. We need to innovate. Why these we have like in this innovation, I'm, I'm gonna do a lot of sales in my talk. <laughs> 
have a lot of things to sell. In the innovation program we're developing, there is one, one pillar, it's how to innovate like a startup. Right? A lot of people say, these damn startups, like, how can they do it? Actually, there is a reason why they can do it. It's because they don't spend their time working on PDFs, files, and spreadsheets, working on the business model. You have an idea? You do it the lean startup way. You take it to the market, you build a minimum viable product, you take it to the market, and you measure it with customers, on the market, with customers. And then you improve, you learn from your experience, and you improve your idea. So either you pivot, the pivot is like you really completely change directions. So maybe in the beginning you, uh, you started with a clicker idea and then it became, I don't know, lipstick. This is the pivot because maybe you realize that with the big data, with, with, the, with the feedback of your customers that a clicker is not a good idea. Or you persevere in your idea and you improve it and you do it again and again. And Transformer, we did it this way. So we worked, I used to work in Hub Brussels. This is where we, uh, the first co-working space in, uh, in Belgium. It closed down, was bankrupt after uh, a few years because it was the first one. So a lot of mistakes were done. But we said it, it's a pity that, we, that this adventure stops. So let's create another co-working space. And we started working on business models and spreadsheets and, and PDFs and talking to people and banks and stuff. And we realized it was so big to organize big to do we needed so much capital that we could not do it and so we said why not try it as a concept in a limited time lease so we find companies that hire or uh, they create contacts between real estate owners who have properties they cannot use for some time and then people who are in need of real estate for limited time and we tested there and this is what we did we started Transforma VXL, Transforma Brussels, in a tennis club, the Solvay Sport Tennis Club. And again, Frédéric was one of our first members. He's <laughs> 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 always there, <laughs> the guinea pig. <laughs> and after a year and a half, we moved here. And then people like, we had a brand, we had a community, and we had a business that was running. So when we went to the bank and we said, we need to invest money here to change the, the place because it was not like this when we came in. They said, yes, why not? The landlord here, he trusted us because we had a concept that was, was working. But well, it's, it's a new adventure, and, uh, but it's, it's an example, let's say, that I wanted to, to, to give you. If we stopped at the idea phase and stopped with the spreadsheets and PDFs, we would not be here today. Maybe it's a big mistake, and maybe like we'll go up and then we will fall really hard. But at least we're here and we're doing things. And this is what we do with all all the other projects that we do. We start always with an MVP, a minimum viable product <laughs> that we test, and we see is there a need or not. And then there is this uh, this book that launched this whole frenzy about the lean startup that became the bible in the startup world. Another thing that's putting companies under pressure is a disruptive startup culture. Now, startup founders are the new heroes. A few uh, a couple of years ago, two of the biggest movies were The Network on Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs. Now, the startup founders are the new heroes. We look up to them, and kids look up to them, and kids, the generation uh, Y and Z and stuff, are the new tsunami. So, we talk about fast-paced change, right? The Lean Startup Method is not about cost, it's about speed. How fast can you be? Now we have a lot of 
startups that don't even have a business model and they're sold in billions of dollars because people are looking for the next big thing and money is available for them. Uh, reactivity, right? We try to keep as cheap and lean an operation as possible. This is the way, for example, we did it with Transformer. Very minimum, minimal investment. Second-hand furniture, second-hand stuff, transformation. And then let's see, before you invest, is it worth it? Efficiency, personal risk, rebellion, meaning, right? When someone like Steve Jobs, who owns an empire, says that I don't care about the products I'm making, pretty much. What matters to me is that I want to do something wonderful with my life. Have a meaning, enjoy what you do. And this is putting pressure on the, on the regular company. Are you enjoying yourself in your company? Ah. And with the generation Y, generation Z, people like before the money, they're saying, okay, am I doing something meaningful with my life? Am I enjoying myself? So what's happening now, the trend is that corporates are being influenced by startups and they're creating opportunities to work with them. So here, in, I'm gonna take only Belgian examples. KBC started, launched by KBC Startup, as uh, KBC, KBC Bank. Uh, they have a lot of square meters empty all around Belgium. What are we doing with them? We're gonna give them to startups so they can start their ideas. Very early stage. Ideas or companies, they don't even, they, they are not even companies yet. Very early stage ideas. Come and work with us. We will support you. We have the office space. Just put your idea in the market. Telenet bought Idea Labs, an incubator. Um, and here you have the whole process of selection of, of startups. They fund them 25,000 euros in the first pitch round. Then they incubate them, they help them launch, they help them grow with more money, and then they demo their, their, uh, their prototypes. Why? Because they want to be seen as companies that encourage entrepreneurship, they want to be seen as innovators, and they want to influence their workers to, to be innovative, but also to keep an eye on what's being done. So Google, for example, launched one, was one of the first to launch this trend. They have Google campuses. For example, in London, they have eight floors fill, filled with startups that work on, on digital content. Why? Because they want to be the first to know what's happening in the market. And so when there is a disruption coming in, they are the first to know about it. So they can buy, they can hire, or they can collaborate. This is open innovation. This is the other, and I'm going to speed up not to, <laughs> not to bore you. This is the other pressure coming in, is the inside pressure. Millennials are coming. The quest for meaning I was talking about. Autonomy, creativity, meaning. They want to be creative. They want to be entrepreneurial. What does the regular company offer to them today? How engaged are you? What are our needs as human beings? What are our needs as co-workers, right? Is it the security? For sure. The belonging? For sure. Are you important in your company? Yes, definitely. But then at a certain moment you start thinking, am I doing something useful? Am I enjoying, enjoying myself? Am I creating something? Am I being recognized in what I'm doing? And this is where I'm, what we're talking about. We talk about talent, right? And later on, we will think about the working groups, ask one question. Does everybody, can everybody be an entrepreneur? Yes or no? And how to spot the entrepreneurs in your organization? Because this doesn't speak to everybody, let's be honest as well. People like want security, people want to belong, and people want to stay put as well. Not everybody, oh, I'm answering the question.
Okay, so <laughs> companies of today have challenges. Challenges about culture. Do they want to be stay slow or do they want to keep up with the fast pace? What are the systems they're working on? Their organization, how fast they are, how agile they are. Here we're talking about like just processes. And what are the talents they have inside? What are the capabilities and the skills? And how engaged are their employees? Because employees are the drivers of innovation. And some of new ideas, how to reinvent organizations, and this is a good example. Maybe somebody needs to open the door, actually. Let's close. This is uh, from uh, the book of Frédéric Laloux, which is knowing a lot of, uh, um, say, success lately. It's like how to reinvent organizations. I just wanted to put it there as an example that it's not only about entrepreneurship. There now a lot of new ways are being reinvented or rethought. Okay, so what is entrepreneurship? Is how to generate great, or it's a strategy that helps generate growth, deliver innovation, while increasing employee engagement and improving talent retention. And in this sentence, you can see the connection between innovation and HR in the word entrepreneurship. It's not an innovation-only strategy. It's not an HR-only strategy. It's both. So how to tap into your uh, employees' potential to generate growth and innovation. And this is the definition of entrepreneurship. Uh, well, okay, blah, blah. This is interesting. I will not go through this. But if you look it up on Google, it's the, um, the Ten Commandments of the Entrepreneurs. That was made by the guy who first used the word entrepreneurship. It's called Pinchu. And so I just highlighted like a few. Come to work each day willing to be fired. Entrepreneurs are risk takers. And so far, because he wrote this late 70s, by the way. So far, entrepreneurs, even the most successful ones, because some products like 3M Post-its, the PlayStation, Google News, the Gmail, a lot of Google products are entrepreneurial products. So far, except the, the Google example, because they have a process, are the result of one single guy that was fighting the day-to-day -day status quo. So entrepreneurs identify themselves as mavericks. So wild horses that fight against the current, or Solomons fighting against the current. That was before. Now what's happening is that companies are trying to create processes to promote entrepreneurship inside the organization. So it's not about only the single individual that wants to fight to be entrepreneurial, like, for example, in Belgium, uh, Exki, Nicolas Tessel, who was an entrepreneur and started his project with, with Jeep back in the day. Now they want to create processes. And so the regular way, let's say, to innovate in a, in, a, in a company is, all right, let's plan. Let's control what's happening and let's keep it for ourselves. Startups don't behave this way. They go, okay, let's, let's experiment. Let's put a landing page and see what is the response uh, on the internet to our product. Let's empower the people that work with us to be creative and uh, generate ideas. And also, let's be transparent about it. And again, a very good example is Elon Musk of uh, Tesla. Um, just like putting all their patents in the open, right? And this is the new way of innovation. And companies are starting to kind of get into this game. Not everybody succeeds and not 
everybody is, uh, is good at it. And a lot of people, a lot of people do it for, just for PR. Let's be honest. So far, as of today, a lot of companies just do it for looking cool. Uh, so these are a few examples of how to do, how to generate entrepreneurship. These are programs, existing programs, innovation boot camps like hackathons, two, three days, extensive co-creation, open space events where people work on ideas, business models, and accelerate them, fast forward them in two, three days. They are borrowed or they are borrowing from what's happening on the outside world. Have you heard about startup weekends, for example, where wannabe entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs or together, they come for like three days and they work on imaginary uh, business models or business models that will take shape later. Hackathons, we did like a hackathon uh, late January here on the refugee crisis, for example, how to generate innovative and entrepreneurial ideas that can solve the refugee crisis and they're putting them in a corporate environment. So this is the, the process pretty much of uh, the Innovation Bootcamp. Board of Innovation is an Antwerp-based innovation agency. Uh, here uh, is, a, is an example of a program by uh, Fraunhofer Venture, a German uh, company. Their job is to create new business models. And they create tons of them. Hardware, technology. And that's the, uh, the entrepreneurial process that they facilitate internally. Inspiration, incubation, business design, runway, runways, testing, incubation, go to the market. So it's really the lean startup way, as you can see. This is Intuit, a big financial player now in the US. They have launched this lean start-in contest, how to create 100 startups in 100 days globally. Last thing I would say about this is uh, that entrepreneurship can have a social touch to it as well. It's, let's say, the newborn after the, the late CSR, the greenwashing, it's how to incorporate basically the solution to the problem maybe you helped create as a company in your business model, in your bottom line. So social entrepreneurship is how to create business models that generate money, but at the same time solve social problems, right? There are tons of, uh, of examples on this and we always include this in our events because it's very, very important topics. It's really, it really takes the social impact of companies to another level. It's not, it's not only like, let's, let's fund, I don't know how, what's the percentage of our benefits to whatever social cause and we are out of the problem. No, we are really into it. This is really great. All right, thank you for your attention. These are the, uh, the, the, uh, the working groups we thought about. Thank you. Thank you, Anis, for uh, the presentation. So I hope now that entrepreneurship is very clear for you because it's, it's your time to work. So we decided on creating three groups tonight. One group that will be working on the before, so the selection for uh, HR people, I think it speaks mo the most. So selection, how to attract, how to identify the potential entrepreneurs in the companies. If you're not from the HR world, you can put yourself in the, in, at, at the place of a future entrepreneur and think, okay, what kind of person am I? Then we would like another group working on the during uh, stage. How do you manage the entrepreneurial process? Do you keep them in the company? Do you really put them out of the company to let them create? They do that part-time, they do that for six months. How, how do you manage them as employees in your company, but doing a kind of 
yeah, on the side project. And then the after, how do you reintegrate entrepreneurs if they succeed, if they don't, if the project fails? And uh, how do you reward them? How do you recognize their talent and, and how do you retain them? knowing that they have been maybe working for a year on a project that has been sold to another company or that failed or something like that. So we have three flip charts, team one, team two, team three. You can just go in the subject that you prefer. You are about 30, so it would be great that you would like share yourself in, in teams of 10. And Anis will be there to go into different groups if you have questions. And I will take the occasion to introduce the HR Meetup team as well. We have Marjolaine here. She can stand up. <laughs> so she will be also here to help you if you have questions. And we have Anne-Sophie right here. And we also have Michelle who can help you as well. And I will also go into uh, the different groups. So go ahead. You have 30 minutes to think about, to share your ideas. And then we'll ask one person of each group to come and present the results of your thoughts to the rest of everyone. Sounds good to you? Questions? So team one is uh, before, during is team two, and then after is team three. You can take your share. Uh, just sit close to the flip chart. Podcast.